0: This week, we are partnered with HelloFresh and Rocket Money. Let's do it. We just watched The Man From U.N.C.L.E. If you're listening to us on Apple and Spotify, please go ahead. rate right. uh, This a video. Uh, and uh, yo. Okay. So it would be great. be great. With Andrew and myself, we saw Wrath of Mets. recap our Guy Ritchie movies. Lock, Stock, Snatch. You saw Rock and Roller. Yes. Um, have you seen Aladdin? Uh, I saw the first fifteen. Minutes. Well, I saw that and I enjoyed it. Uh, I've seen the Sherlock Holmes movies. Have you?
1: I've seen the first one, but I don't really remember it. To be honest, I just remember the soundtrack, Hans Zimmer. Okay,
0: so yeah,
1: I, I really don't remember it at all.
0: And then we saw <laughs> Wrath of Man. So there's a big gap here of movies of Guy Ritchie films that we haven't seen. So we saw Wrath of Man. Really enjoyed it. Totally exact same thing as Man from Uncle. Oh, exact super goofy,
1: <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, whimsical nature, crazy yes. production
1: design. I almost thought clones. I was watching the same film.
0: <laughs> I was like, This guy does not have variety, this guy Richie, whatsoever. Not at all. Uh, no, a very different experience. And I know this one came out, uh, first it was 2015, just a couple of years after Man of Steel. And didn't really know anything about it. Heard it was a spy movie, but I, I, I remembered seeing a trailer, but I couldn't tell you anything from the trailer that I recalled. And I I wanted to say just because people had always recommended the movie as like a fun spy caper. And I got to agree. Uh, I had a I don't I think there's some some flaws in it that I would like to, you know, dive into, but I don't feel like I would spend too much time on it because what I think is the intention of this film is that it wants to, you know. Uh, have a panache and a style of zest when it comes to the flavor of the you know spy aesthetic the spy genre films and the shows uh from back then I haven't seen man from uncle but it seemed to me at least the impression i got is like seems like that like because it's based on a show is that uh sure the show i'm sure it's honoring in a lot of ways but it seems to go further beyond that and just honor a whole genre in and of itself of a specific type of uh time period and I think that, you know, Guy Ritchie, one of the things about his movies is Guy Ritchie is often one of the stars of his own movies, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like that personality shines through yeah. and through. I'm, reserving. I'm I'm holding off on talking about someone just so I can let you take the lead on that, Andrew. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I feel like that when it comes to this film, like the editing, again, is very solid in his use of uh, knowing how to work with his sound designer of when to go in and out of sound with soundtracks or like there's i feel like he creates such a good sensory experience and i feel like this era was really brought to life uh, in a way that felt like appropriately modern while still harkening back in a way that didn't feel like it was i don't know um you know uh biting off more than it could chew in, in a way that seemed like cheesy you know like i uh, get what you're doing it still felt like lived in but still felt modern and period piece simultaneously yeah, i thought sure. did a really solid job at that with action scenes that i was dazzled by yes they're, they're, like yes. that that final one in the chase the chase scene wow. was uh brilliant and the, uh, when they're going through the island and getting you to understand like the distance the scope and and make it like this craziness but also being able to appreciate when it was one take or or you could really feel the stuntman behind it and the performers, like it wouldn't get lost in the edit. I feel like sometimes, you know, you watch like the behind the scenes of certain action scenes And you're like, well, it's hard to appreciate it when I see the final product just because of how it's actually assembled and cut together. But here, like, yeah, it's crazy, but I could keep up with it all and I'm able to still, it's like George Miller-esque. And, uh, yeah, I I really thought that was great. I have held off on talking about the man of the hour,
1: Henry Cavill, Uh, just for you. I was gonna say, I thought the pest character by far was Uncle Rudy. I love how they went (laughs) into his backstory. You got to see uh, how white is such a (laughs) torture. Um, no, no, I mean, yeah, Henry Cavill, I mean, he just, the suave, the charm i mean the energy he's just uh he's just so much fun to watch you can tell too he's having a great time while he's doing this too and i mean i just i know we said it a couple times but just watching this i'm like i really would love to watch him
0: We can put it closer. We're not reacting. Put it closer. That way we can hear you clearer. Yeah, There you go. I I really would love... Look at that. See that volume difference? You can can hear it, right?
1: Yeah. I I really would love to see Henry Cavill as James Bond one day. I mean, I think you said it best, too. Like, he could encompass, you know, both that Sean Connery and Daniel Craig thing. But uh, also, too, I really loved uh, the chemistry he had. The three of them was really great, but especially him and Army Hammer and the way they're able to build... uh, I mean, because it kind of... Yeah, it was a spy film, but also, like... In, turned into a uh, buddy, I thought you were flexing, it, uh, turned yeah. into a, like a little bit of a buddy cop uh, type film too. And, you know, they completely are, you know, totally different signs, sides of the same coin type of thing. But, you know, they come to an understanding and they, uh, I, I just, I appreciated the, the contrast. They're completely opposites of each other. And, you know, the way they, you know, build a rapport with each other. I just, I love their chemistry and their interactions were so good. And, you know, by the end of the film, like you could see that they have a full understanding of each other. And I really, even though it was kind of telegraphed and predictable a little bit in terms of the the watch thing, it didn't bother me in any way. Uh, I thought that was a beautiful moment in the film. And Army Hammer just, I know we had all the jokes, through the reaction with, uh, you know, what's going on and what happened in his personal life. But uh, I actually did like his performance in it. Um, and Uh, Just, again, so polar opposite, which I think was necessary with this because, you know, there was a certain uh, level of charm that uh, Henry Cavill, I think it was appropriate to do the exact opposite with Army Hammer. Um, And I think that's what works well. I mean, it's kind of like the lethal weapon effect, like Riggs and Murtagh are so different. That's why they're so perfect with each other. And I felt the same way while watching this. And, um yeah and uh, like you said too the sound design so freaking good in this movie I mean wow. even at the beginning right away just starting us off with the silencer sound I mean I, I mean uh just feeling that right away and also to the um uh, I love the camera work as well in this too you had those reveal shots where um starting off in the mechanic shop where they're down below and then uh when he was opening the safe this Kai Ritchie has such a a specific style, and I just—you can always feel like he's, like you said, he's his own character uh, in his own films, and I just so appreciate that. But let's the audience play be a character with, with, with his.
0: At least maybe he's always done that since Snatch and Longstock. Maybe I just didn't notice back then, even Mm -hmm. though I love those movies. Um, But especially watching Wrath of Man and this, like he, he chooses his moment. He knows how to play with perspective a lot. Yeah, especially a movie such as this, where you deal with perspective and time, and you go backwards a little bit, so that way you could see what really went down or, or how certain reveals are, are happening. And you, yes. get, you got many different perspectives here. You're, and sometimes he just gives you the audience perspective yeah. in, in a very literal sense where you get moments such as the window's are shut. You can't hear what they're saying, uh, even though you're following the characters, but their subtitles happening. And the window goes down, so you could hear them. And then knowing when... Uh, uh, have only music playing and then when to snap the audience back into it in the same shot, whether you bring the music back. A lot of directors will rely on, like, do a punch in here, do a zoom, do a cut. And he doesn't do that. He'll just rely on the sound whilst being in the exact same shot or the exact yeah. same moving shot, which I think is uh, very unique to Guy Ritchie. And back to an earlier point, that you were making uh, about the two of them together, it is a very interesting contrast because there's a buddy cop or buddy spy, you know, it's usually, um, it's usually, the the way they usually do that is one's the straight man and one's like a little bit of a wild character, a little goofier, you know? That's the generic way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And like I said, don't know the show, so I don't know know how accurate they are to the characters in the show. Based on a show, right? I believe that's true. Right. Yes. Um, but what I really liked about it is they did such a good job at individually establishing Henry Cavill, individually establishing Army Hammer, and they're very unique to themselves. And they didn't sacrifice who they were in this for the sake of writing like comedy books back and forth between them or writing banter between them. Like it's a different kind of dynamic than I'm used to when associating it with the genre. Like not one's not goofy or necessarily stupider or something like that. You know, they, they, they each have their own skill set, and the respect level they earn for each other felt like organic and genuine. And, and none of it ever, like, you always knew it was going to go that way just because it's a movie, But right? So you knew it would go there, mm-hmm. but how they got there, was actually done in a, in a way that was a little bit more subtle, in <laughs> a movie that is also quite lively and large. That I, that I really appreciated how they did it because, you know, Army Hammer's Russian spy character is uh, the more emotional one and, and one with a lot of pain, and they have these this uh, this touch where whenever he's getting enraged, like this dramatic operatic music like overrides his system yeah. and. And you could feel like the the the, the pathos within this guy, whereas uh, Henry Cavill's a, a little bit more of like your traditional American spy guy, but with a, uh, you know, with, there's still a lot of heart underneath it. And it's still a darkness underneath him, but not so much of the extent of Army Hammers. But they, my point is that when they have them interact with each other, they stay true to the characters and they don't just go, let's make it a funny movie now. Let's make it a, a thing. Like they still feel like, oh, they're very... The very fleshed out um, for this world right. that they're in, and and I and yeah, man, I can't praise Henry Cavill enough in this film. He was, he, he really, I, I heard he was good, mm-hmm. and it, but I didn't know he was going to be like this entertaining. Yeah. He really, because here's the thing: as as good as Army Hammer, I thought was like my personal point of view. I thought he was really, I thought he was actually really good in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think Alicia Vikander does a really good job too. The truth be told, it, when H- Henry Cavill is not there, you're thinking about it's me. it's just not as entertaining because you can cut to Henry Cavill not with Army like the movie's at its best when all of them are together, um, or or at least Henry Cavill and Army Hammer. Uh, however, you can cut to Henry Cavill being on his own, not with the other two leads. And the movie is just as entertaining in those moments. Like it's, it's a Testament to the strength of him as a performer in this film. And to me, it's shit like this, that makes you go, man, you really lost something there with Superman. You lost something there with witcher. You really lost uh, like a great performer on your hands because I'm used to Henry Cavill being more like the serious brooding type. Like there's a sense of humor that comes through with him as Geralt in the witcher definitely not to this extent he's still like for the most part like a serious brooding character mm. and here he's not serious brooding guy right um yeah but yeah he's like very believable still i like he really is to me i'm like this is a star
1: performance yeah <laughs> I mean, even in the the mechanic shop and like when he was in the car and like just hearing him just oh, jo- oh again the humor it's like you Even said it, you're like, This is like the traditional Clark Kent that we would yeah. normally, it's like Clark you know, Kent, can't. it's like a Superman and Bond, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. play either one, Exca- man, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and speaking about Army Hammer's character, I actually really liked. The emotional arc we went through with the character, Mm -hmm. you know, again, feeling his pain throughout, uh, you know, what happened with his father and his mother. And then, again, seeing those scenes of rage with him, uh, I actually liked that. I thought that was really organically done. And then by the end, again, very well earned. I also thought this film did a good job, too. It's, again, a stylistic thing that Guy Ritchie does and, again, very well earned in terms of. He'll say a couple lines, it's like a subversion type of thing where he'll say some lines, you hear that lines of dialogue, and then it's revealed later on of either a couple minutes later or ten, fifteen minutes later, where it's like, oh, this is the rest of the scene." and then it's like I just I love when he does that stuff. Mm. it's it's just very intelligently done. yeah. and then when it's and but he insert it like it's edited properly. and when he inserts it, it's like, oh, okay, now I see because we didn't even know what the plan was when they were going at the end there uh when they were trying with tracking the the uh when they were trying to get uh what's her name elizabeth del becky de becky um when the, we were a little confused and then when the plan was being revealed like ah okay because when they were fully you know shelling out like exactly what was happening i just thought he did a, he did that a couple of times throughout the film but he's he did that i believe in wrath of man and i'm sure in snatch and some of the other films that i can't remember the scenes but. He has a way of doing that. And I love when he does. And it's such a stylistic choice of his. And I just so appreciate those. Things. I mean, it's not very well. A lot of directors and editors just don't go that route. Because if you mess that up, it can really yeah. screw up the scenes badly. So but he really does it well. And he executes it in a way that's methodical and just well, really well done.
0: Thank you to America's number one meal kit HelloFresh for partnering with us. It's always great to partner with people whose services you actually use because as someone like me who's always juggling a packed schedule between filming and editing, finding time for healthy eating can be a challenge. That's where HelloFresh has been a game changer for my life. With HelloFresh, I get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and delicious recipes delivered right to my doorstep so I don't have to step outside. It's revolutionized my home cooking experience, making it not just easy but super enjoyable and affordable. Key word, I recently tried the their delicious barbecue pineapple flatbreads and their zucchini pomodoro panay bake. Both were mouthwateringly delicious and fit perfectly with my pescatarian lifestyle. Pescatarian. <laughs> That's so fancy. And asking my friends who love meat, HelloFresh has an incredible variety. It tempts me to be a meat eater again. People I know have really recommended their lemon parsley chicken peylar, I think is how you pronounce it, and the fuego chicken fajita tacos. Regardless, HelloFresh menu has something for everyone. But of course, it's not just about the food. It's about saving time too, not having to wait in line at a grocery store, or even self checkouts on fast enough these days. The convenience of having everything delivered pre-portioned right to your door is priceless, especially with our quick and easy meals like 15-minute recipes, spending less time in the kitchen and more time doing what I love, which is filming and editing. So here's the deal. If you want a great way to support the channel and also support, you know, having a new lifestyle, a healthy, affordable lifestyle in the year 2024, go to hellofresh.com slash rejectsfree and use code rejectsfree for free breakfast for life. You heard that right. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. Free breakfast for life for hellofresh.com slash Slash rejects free use promo code rejects free try it out and let me know your favorite dishes stay healthy and let's keep enjoying those movies and shows all right reject nation let's get real for a moment running this channel is incredible but managing finances especially taxes and budgeting both for the channel and my personal life can be overwhelming that's where rocket money has been a financial lifesaver for me even before i ever partnered up with them like i said i've been very fortunate to be working with brands whose products i already use so it's a win-win for a Why? but it can be a win-win for you too because there's a reason i use them rocket money is a personal finance app that simplifies managing money by canceling unnecessary subscriptions, lowering bills, and crafting a budget that fits your specific lifestyle. For someone like me who can easily lose track of expenses throughout every single day of the month, it's been eye opening to see where I was overspending, stuff I don't use that I kept paying for, especially apps. Man, I had just way too many apps. Rocket Money does the heavy lifting by analyzing your spending, then customizes notifications to help you stay within your budget goals. It's not just about saving money, it's about actively seeing and feeling your financial progress. It's a great feeling. They track your monthly subscriptions too. So many free trials I've signed up for that I forgot to, you know, get rid of before the free trial was done. Making it super easy to cancel the ones you don't use. A couple of clicks and you're putting money back in your pocket. telling you, have you ever found hidden subscriptions or pay for services you forgot about? Because Rocket Money is a huge asset in helping to uncover those and even negotiate some of my bills down to like 20%. So if you're ready to take control of your finances and there's no better time than now because it is the beginning of the year, check out Rocket Money and see how much you could be saving. Stop wasting money on things you do not use. So to help support the channel and help support your wallet, visit rocketmoney.com rejects. Rocket Money currently has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. They've helped me and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. That's rocketmoney.com rejects. Your bank account will thank you. You know, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like Guy Ritchie and Christopher Nolan are kind of cut from the same cloth. Like, yeah, they, they, they're like they're British. They're British, and they they love to play with time, and uh, they have a unique voice unto their own. With their like, they're very the emotions you're left with for the, from their films are very different. I would say, but there are things about them that I find uh, to be uh, to be quite similar. It's just what you know. You associate Nolan more with the prestige of it all, right? Not not just his movie. I'm talking about like him as, a, as an artist and a director. And you associate more Guy Ritchie is like just entertainment, <laughs> you know. But I think there really is a a methodical attention to detail and care that is truly laced throughout. And and I I don't know when it happened where Guy Ritchie just started getting like kind of not the greatest not hailed as like this truly great, because I think he is like a fantastic He's director. Great. Sometimes I think in the first 45 minutes of this movie, I felt like, okay, the first 20, 20 minutes, 20 or so minutes was like really solid. And then it does get to a point where it gets a little bogged down. I, I felt with some of the more like you kind of siphon off, you know, our three leads from each other, or you just have army hammer and Alicia Vikander and you're you're cutting around to like a lot of exposition about mission stuff that ultimately i was starting to think like okay some of these scenes that aren't um that aren't like action or or just meant to be fun or or is actually kind of messing with the pacing of the film and it's not as intriguing or interesting it just it it just wasn't and so i was i was like okay well like the re because i started having the thought of like the it's not the mission that makes the movie entertaining. It's it's the it's it's the uh, actors together that make that are making the movie entertaining. Mm-hmm. And it was around the time when the mission, when everything started to actually coalesce and come together in a way where the mission at hand itself was interesting, where there's actual stakes involved, was after Army Hammer and Henry Cavill do that break in together. And yes. then, then when the mission continues, okay, now the mission is actually interesting, but it took a while to get there. I felt, I felt like, okay, it's taken a while for that stuff to, I know you got to do the setup and everything. And I just sort of feel like the only parts of this movie that I thought were a little bit, um, uh, I don't want to say tedious because tedious is too harsh of a word, just not as engaging. And, and it felt like it was losing some of its flair and, and, and pacing was, was in that first, like, First half of act two, I would say.
1: Yeah. But once we reached that midpoint with them, it was like, okay, this movie is like yeah. firing on all cylinders yeah. for me. Yeah, you it know? doesn't take its foot off the pedal. Yeah. There was, that like like you said, that 15, 20-minute stretch there. But after that, yeah, it was just... But it was also worth it because you needed all that information course, for later. I just
0: think maybe the immediate execution of it could have been a little sharper in the way it was yeah. done to make it all... Thoroughly entertained because you always had great actors in there. Like Jerry Harris, I think, is having, is having a ball of a time. He's really fun. Yeah. Uh, the voices everyone's doing. Hugh Grant, another great addition. Elizabeth Debicki surprised me as, wow, when she's here in the last half of the film, she is really... Intimidating. She's intimidating. She's a scary presence. A lot of times, um, a role like that might be given to like a guy Uh, to make it more of a male character and it just feels like a cliche portrayal and she brought something very different to it that I thought really elevated
1: it. She is an interesting character too because you can tell how pissed she was after Henry Cavill was going on about how he killed her husband and it's like, and I also, at the same time, she slept with Henry Cavill, yeah. <laughs> which I, I get. He's a very suave, good-looking man and all, but it's like interesting relationship. I guess when you're that powerful and that ruthless, you just sleep around with whoever you want. But uh, You know what I think it is with Nolan and Richie is is that Nolan usually tells like
0: a unique story still. Mm. And I feel like Guy Ritchie takes, at least from just these two films, he takes stories that are a little more predictable and, and, and kind of go by tropes and genre tropes of it. But then he executes them in a very unique way. Yeah, that's where I think his specialty is. Like when you're getting the backstory with the with the husband torture, he's slipping through the script, the book, and I'm like,
1: that's a really unique way to instead of like cutting to the footage. Yeah, <laughs> you just sure. see photographs telling the tale. I uh, with yeah, with like Uncle Rudy, I thought that was such a brilliant way of telling the uh, the back his backstory. Even though that's a character like that. that we- shit about but still an interesting way to tell the backstory uh i and obviously to the the ending there was clearly set up for a sequel so as we're uh we're filming this we don't know why there is no sequel yeah. i'm assuming box office um because i feel like i mean i got a 7.2 in imdb so i gotta assume let's look up some stuff then my friend
0: okay the tv series man for four years got you for like i gotta get you out of here andrew i know stop yelling at me i'll get you out of here just wait We just want to find the facts. The facts on IMDBA. Where are the facts on IMDBA? Do you see them? Uh, A little lower. You know where they're located? I do. Right there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no
1: shit. Yep. Henry you call, Cavill. You, you called that. Actually. That you, f- you called that. You said he he'd perform that. Because at first they didn't show it. I was like, oh, he couldn't pull it off. And then they
0: showed the later But then when they I'm showed like, the wide shot,
1: th- you are like, yep, he performed like, that. Holy shit. That was wild.
0: They often performed their own
1: stunts. I mean, with Henry Cavill.
0: I, yeah. He's, <laughs> uh, he's going to do that. Hammer was more enthusiastic about his stunts to the point the stunt double joked that he hardly had a chance to do anything. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, i that's what I mean by those action scenes. You, you,
1: you can actually
0: tell, oh, that is them doing that. Yeah, I do <laughs> you know? remember
1: you calling that out, too, like when uh, we were on one of the chase sequences, like, holy shit, that's Henry Cavill driving <laughs> right there. Cavill admit he was relieved to not have a shirtless scene in this
0: movie after a string of movies where he had to be in top shape. Uh, he was glad to focus on his performance for
1: once and not his physique. It's crazy because he looks great sure yeah, yeah. yeah i'm sure he was looking at the script where's the shirtless scene okay i'm signing in for uh, signing up for this movie no shirt. Uh, david beckham what harmy
0: mm-hmm. hammer was the only one who watched the mind from Uncle show from uh, uh for his role he was the only member to do so that's funny Oh, it was partially developed by Ian Fleming. Oh, oh okay. So the Bond touches. <laughs> I made very the- real. You, you could feel it. There Napoleon Solo has started as a character and the in the novel of Goldfinger. Oh, oh interesting. Cool. Uh, okay, hey, okay. That's so the tunnel saying That's cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. I briefly. Some of these are not as interesting as others. Yes, yeah, sure. Why not? There was the projectionist at the beginning of the movie. That was David Beckham. I guess so.
1: How did I not? Read?
0: Damn it. Okay. That tells us nothing about why there's no sequel. Hold on a second. Hold on.
1: Box office, maybe. Okay. Is reportedly in the works? Oh.
0: Can you (laughs) recap? Oh, my God. How funny. January 5th, 2024. Just this month.
2: Oh.
0: Uh, That's kind of funny how that was like.
1: As we're
2: (laughs) doing. As we're
0: doing. It's just, just so recent. Uh, there is movement on it. Okay. Okay, the they disappointing box office. T- yeah, it got mixed reviews. That surprises me. So it's gained a following thanks to the streaming. Okay. Yeah. That sucks about the box office. This this deserved better. Whatever But it is, you know. the problem has come in the form of like Army Hammer, obviously. Yeah, it's going to be a public relations. Uh, you're going to have some problems there. I mean, here's the thing. I think Army Hammer's a really great in the movie. I do. He's great. He's great. But, uh, but I could, the only thing that would really be like, I'm not going to watch it if Henry Cavill's Gavill, not Of course. Henry oh, no, the no, best Totally, part. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it would depend on who they get. I mean, I guess I could see that, but yeah. Totally what you said. If they re, if they didn't have Henry Cavill, I'm not interested. <laughs> well, I had a blast with this one, yeah. Andrew. Um,
0: I hope you guys had fun with it too. Do you want the man from Uncle sequel? Will you still watch it? Even Army Hammers on in it. Leave your thoughts down below. Be sure to subscribe, leave a like. Um, I don't know which guy Richie. Probably the gentleman. I would love to see the gentleman. I've heard such good things yes. about that movie. And I've never seen a trailer. I don't know anything about I know it. So I'm like now. All right, if people are hyping the shit up out of that movie. Gotta keep that guy Richie experience going. All right. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs> David Gandy, my man.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know what more there is to say to you, David.
2: Except we haven't heard from you in a while. I know, are you okay? Did you get
0: oh, kidnapped? It's going down a very different path. I was more like, I guess you don't give a shit about
2: us anymore, you asshole. Yeah, have you become a jerk? That's the worst fate of all. Your subconscious instincts are
0: very different than mine. Uh, you go, are you okay? Are you concerned? I go, wow, guy must be a dick.
2: What now. an ass. <laughs> <laughs> what a real jerk this guy must be to neglect us who have done so much for your life. Yeah, we've definitely done
0: more for you <laughs> than
2: you've ever than you've done Name one <laughs> thing you've done for us out of the selflessness and kindness of your own heart, David. You didn't drive down forever just to see us
0: live one day. You haven't given us countless gifts and money. And and dined
2: with us, broken bread with us, literally and figuratively. We have
0: slightly entertained you and helped (laughs) you pass some time. (laughs) What greater gift is
2: that? What greater gift than distraction?
0: But buddy, I don't know where you've been. I don't know why we haven't heard from you. I know we've been a lot busier since then. I feel like since the Patreon's gotten bigger and the channel's gotten bigger, some of our OGs like yourself just don't really like to chime in with us as much anymore. Which I'm very grateful for because <laughs> I don't got the time to talk I don't have the to you time anymore to
2: engage
0: with you <laughs> no, <man>. to really <laughs> focus
2: on your needs.
0: But dude, you've been an absolute blessing in our lives, and I I miss you, man. And if you're ever down here in our neck of the woods again, because Lord knows I'm never
2: making it to Arizona.
0: What the hell's there to do? <laughs> Stare at a cactus? Boring as shit. That's try what try the <laughs> to stop the That's what David's out there doing right now. He's
2: photographing just cactus after cactus.
0: Boring as shit. Standing in that disgusting heat. God, your life must be miserable now. <laughs> yeah,
2: David. What are you doing? <sighs> the
0: hell happens in Arizona? Are you, is there not someone here listening from Arizona?
2: just hate your life. I have at least a couple other Arizonians. It can't just be David. Although David is our also favorite, on record, favorite Arizona.
0: Right now, David's just standing next to his AC, looking at us on his phone.
2: Yeah. How boring. And responding (laughs) to a video that won't respond back in real time. Yeah, stop man, Stop it.
0: Anyway, keep you in our prayers to the same God we definitely believe in. Yeah. And I hope that that everything's all right in
2: your neck of the woods. Yeah. Keep on playing tunes. I think of you every time I hear a guitar. Mm -hmm. Or when I see a cactus. Or when I see a cactus. (laughs) (laughs) Around here, it happens more than you think.
0: My my flashback timeline plays in linear order of the times we've met and talked, (laughs) like a movie, (laughs) David. Oh yeah. I see a cactus and I go right back to the first (laughs) memory. (laughs) 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 It's a clip medley. (laughs) Stuck in time. Anyway, miss you, buddy. Hope you're doing well.